ladies and gentlemen, Dale has just done the unthinkable. He has knocked out Iron Mike Tyson in one punch. We're standing here ringside with Daryl, and I've got to ask you, what went through your head during that fight? You know, I, I really just tried to try to stick to my game plan, you know. I always knew that if I had one good shot at him, and if I had the element of surprise on my side, that I was knocking Mike Tyson out, and I did it. So thank you to my mom, thank you to my dad, thank you to God, thank you to my trainers in my corner, everyone that believed in me, because a lot of people didn't even think I could do it. They didn't even think I would be here. And so now, I'm, I'm standing in front of y'all, the world heavyweight champion, and y'all are listening to episode four of the Colin Double D podcast with Daryl and D. Thank you so much, Dale, for interviewing with us. Great fight, and we hope to see you with the next one. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go. Here we are. Colin Double D Podcast. This is episode four. It's been a minute um, since we recorded episode three. I don't even remember that when that was, but I know that it happened at some point because the episode was uploaded. Yes. So, it happened, and... So here we are, episode four. Um, we're both a little under the influence of alcohol. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't drink. Okay, I am drunk-ish. I'm not that drunk. But, um, so yeah, this is what we're doing now. Now we're recording. And we are hot off the tails of Michigan State, losing to Texas Tech, unfortunately. <laughs> um womp, womp, womp. RIP to my boys. Hopefully there is a couch burning in Cedar Village somewhere. Hopefully not. I hope there is. I want riots. People are going to go to jail. <laughs> I hope I hope so. But then there'll be all white people, so I guess it's okay. They'll get out like tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so it's, it's fine. No, I'm not worried about them. Mm. <sighs> nice, healthy water. Uh. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm, I'm drinking Everclear from the bottle. <laughs> Stop. If y'all are wondering what I'm drinking, Everclear. Straight from the bottle. No chaser. All my alcoholic shit. next time. I, honest to God, I think only alcoholics drink Everclear. <laughs> really? I think so. I don't know anybody that's like, oh, I'm really feeling Everclear today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gets the job done. Yeah, it does, but it also, Fast. like, probably tears your family apart. <laughs> so, I don't know. If you don't have a family, then you're all good, right? I guess that's true. You know, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's been a minute since we recorded. Um, a lot has happened. I went to Portland in the time that we didn't record. Portland is the whitest city ever. I didn't go to Portland because <sighs> I don't have a cool life like Daryl. My life is so whack. It was off an internship, and I went to Portland. And Portland is, without a doubt, the whitest city in all of America. Like, you can't, I can't, maybe South Dakota or something is, like, slightly whiter, but even then, I don't believe it. Like, it is the epitome of white. If you watch Portlandia, that is exactly what Portland is like. Did you um, watch that to prepare for Portland? Yeah, because somebody <laughs> told me that that is what Portland was like, so I was like, I want to see it. And it really is, like, the whitest of the white, but it's, like, liberal, progressive white. And it's, just, it's not fun. The food isn't good. There are barely any black people. Um, it's also just a very boring, gentrified city, too. Yeah. Um, I would not go back there unless somebody paid me. And even then, I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> Do I really want to go? 
Because I feel like when if I went and I brought a black friend with me, mm-hmm. that would up the percentage of black people by like a whole percent probably. That's true. <laughs> Which it is so fucked like up. Hell though. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I would not recommend going back. I went for AWP, which is um either if it's not the biggest and I wanna say it's one of the biggest writers conferences in the country. Um so that was fun. I had a good time, like but like doing my own thing and like partying and getting drunk and meeting other cool black writers and stuff so it was, it was cool um but yeah and and in the time that we haven't been here d had her her final dance performance at school that was today how was, was that it was very sad it was bittersweet to think of like not performing on a stage ever again it's kind of sad, but... I mean, you could dance again. It's not like... I mean, I can dance again, but I probably won't have another performance yeah. like in front of like an audience again. How was preparing for that? Just because, like, I... In case y'all... So y'all didn't know, but D is, like, a dancing-ass person. <laughs> yes, and I'm, I am a dancer. <laughs> and I'm not. And so, like, what... Like, what is preparing for that like? Like, how are you not nervous? Um... Well, you see, before each performance, we have, like, a warm-up where we, like, basically, like, do cardio, and then we stretch, and then we give each other, like, really encouraging messages before, which, like, really helps with the nerves and whatnot. But see, I get scared, though. Like, I feel like I would get scared. Like, I would get scared, and I will get nervous, and, like... I mean, all, I do, too. And course. all the jumps and leaps and rolls and shit that you do. Like, I feel like I'd be up there with my legs would be shaking it. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not that bad, but I still get nervous. I, like, breathe heavier than normal. Yeah. And, like, I try not to look people in the face because that really messes me up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I don't know. I guess just, like, when you step on stage, then you're just, like, in your element. And you're, like, all the emotions come out and stuff. Yeah. I'm not crying. <laughs> would you ever make the jump from like dancer to like choreographer choreographer i don't know why i said it like that <laughs> choreographer um i would want to one day yeah i'm just always like i wanted to this year i'm just always afraid that no one would like it so i'm like maybe i shouldn't no you should i mean <laughs> I, I feel like if you know how to okay no i i would definitely say that not everybody that can that can dance is meant to choreograph mm-hmm. but I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like since you do stuff like film and stuff, you're, you're, you're good at bringing things in your head to life. Yeah. And so I feel like with choreography, it could be a similar thing where it's like you have a vision, you have a concrete vision and you could bring it to life and you have like other people too. So it's like, if, yeah. if something's whack, they tell you like, bro, <laughs> like, like, Sing it, chief. bro, the, 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 this random tutting you got. And, <laughs> and when you, when you throw me in the washer and I hop back all wet, that's not the move. We need to fix this. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you might end up on a stage again at some point. Hopefully. I really I th- hope so. I think you will. I mean, I feel like with, with artists, it's like, no matter how hard you try to take them away from what they do, mm-hmm. they always end up back doing what they love. Right, yeah. Somehow. It's funny because I started dancing when I was like six. My mom and dad put me and all of my cousins in a dance school. Mm-hmm. And like, so it was like Olivia and Danielle. 
And, like, they didn't continue on with dance, but I did. Yeah. And my mom was just like, when are you going to stop? And I'm <laughs> like, Mom, I actually really love this. And, like, I don't, I, like, n- literally never want to stop dancing. Were you a natural? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> like, like I when really you loved it. Like, when you and your cousins started and, you you know, you all went into the dance company mm-hmm. or lessons or whatever, did you ever look at your cousins like, yo, why do these niggas suck? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Okay. No. Because some people are just, you know, they're just naturals. And it's like, they do it the first time. And it's like they've been doing it for like three years or something. Right. Yeah. So. I don't think that was the case. I think I definitely gained my skill over time. Okay. So so it was, it was like talent. Like you, not talent, but it was like you, you worked hard. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I feel like you probably had a little bit of... You probably had a little bit, of, a little bit of juice before you started, and then it, <laughs> and then you kind of just cultivated it because you worked like harder and harder and harder. Mm-hmm. It um, aged with time. I'm like a fine wine. Maybe, because <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if I started taking dance lessons now, I might be like you o- okay. I like think you would. You're pretty flexible. I think you'd be a great dancer. I used to be because I I did kung fu yeah. as a as a child, and I just love to stretch because I loved I ran track and so I stretched like every day mm-hmm. and i just i love to run i don't run as much as i used to but i love to run i don't like running <laughs> i don't know that, that, that cardio in any form that, well, that runner's dance. high is a thing that's a real thing and i love it and once i feel it i can't stop mm. and so it's like i could be like yo i'm about to pass out if i don't stop now and still go for like 15 more minutes wow. plus i love racing and I love the idea of like, okay, it's what I can do versus what you can do. Mm-hmm. It's my best versus your best. This is all on me. If I lose, it's my fault. But if I win, it's my fault. So <laughs> I don't know. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, no, I think you'll be back to dancing. That's like if, some, if I was like, I'm never gonna write again after college. I'd probably be writing like a month. Well, I mean, but that's literally what you went to college for. So okay, but like, if somebody was like, I'll never. If I was like, I'll never draw again after college. I'll probably be drawing like the next day or something. Like yeah, you just find a way back because right. it's it's what you do. I'm looking for dance schools and shit in Detroit. So we'll ooh, see. okay. Um. So yeah, that's that's one thing with D. That's been going on since the last episode. I also got an internship. And she got an internship, which is mad dope. We won't say the name of the internship because like, I don't know if we could do that. But like, can we? I don't know. I don't know. It's for a boutique, so it's cute. A boutique. Ooh. I know they sell really cute clothes, really sexy clothes, and I'm like, wow. Ooh, she she works for a lingerie boutique. No. <laughs> <laughs> what what is that website called? Um, it's like AdamandEve.com where they sell like the sex toys and shit. I've never heard of that. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a pervert. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, you said it, but... Well, either way, you know, congratulations. Big up to you on that motherfucking... Oh, uh, an air horn. It's okay. No. <laughs> I saw it in the reflection of your glasses. She saw it coming. She needs an air horn. Um, I feel like I haven't been doing as much since the last episode. I went to Portland, obviously. Um... I dropped an album. I, I think that happened after the last episode, mm-hmm. um, which was fun because like I've been working on it for a long ass time. I've been working on it since um, maybe like July mm-hmm. or something. Um, once me and my ex broke up in July, I had 
just all these new ideas for things that I wanted to do. Um, and so I tried to make another album, which was called Strange World. It was going to be about like religion and all this other shit. And then I just didn't, I lost the ideas halfway through. I just wasn't motivated. I think I was still like depressed about the breakup and shit. And so it didn't happen. And then um, started working on this new album after that fell through. It was called Everything I've Lost because like, seemed like a common thing theme of like the past like nine months of my life was just like losing things and i like, lost my grandma at mm-hmm. a point and it, it shit was just weird and so i i wanted to put that in something and so i put it in the music and i finally made it and now it's on itunes and apple music and spotify and, and it's great title it's okay it's great title and deezer you should fuck with d De- if you're in france and you fuck with deezer oh, um it's on it's on youtube too um it's called everything i've lost by xc6 exy space s i c c s um i don't know don't i don't mean to toot my own horn but i really like it i'm really proud of it toot, toot. Toot, toot. <laughs> i worked hard on it so um i worked hard on to put like eight months of work into it and so um i think it's the best thing that i've made yet um so go check it out if you want um yeah and so um this isn't the first topic that i want to talk about today but it it is a very brief topic and there's something that i want to address Mm -hmm. d does not think that i could knock out mike tyson oh my god (laughs) if i had if okay so here are the stipulations um I have the element of surprise. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson is not expecting anything to happen. He's not expecting to get hit. None of that. So I have the element of surprise, and I have one good hit, full force, as hard as I want, bare knuckles. Okay, but you don't think his reflexes are like... He's not expect Like, I'm not... Even if you don't expect something, you still have reflexes. I'm not hitting him from up front. I'm hitting him from behind. Where are you hitting him from behind? In his head. In the back of his head? In any part of his head. I'm just hitting him in his head. You can still see a fist coming from, like... It's not that... Okay. I'm knocking the shit out of Mike Tyson. I am. Anyways. But you could, too. I think that anybody with the element of surprise and one good hit could knock out Mike Tyson. (laughs) I really do. I'm not... Now I'm saying it's, it's a possibility. I'm saying I could potentially knock out Mike Tyson. If I don't, he's beating my ass. He's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. Which is why I would give it my all and make sure I knocked him the fuck out. Because mm-hmm. it's like punching a bear or some shit. <laughs> like, if you don't kill this bear... Maybe if you had, like, chloroform on your hand. Why would I need chloroform? My, bear, my bear fist <laughs> is enough to knock the shit out of this nigga. Anyway, I could knock out Mike Tyson. I want period. to support you in all of your endeavors, but <laughs> no. <laughs> I could knock out Mike Tyson. I don't care what you say. I don't care what anybody says. Give me a give me one good hit. All right. Element of surprise. I'm not. I'm slumping it. I'll make a few phone calls. Please. Okay. I like it more <laughs> when it's a hypothetical situation. <laughs> Okay, um, and so at first we were gonna do a us review for today, but we kind of just did that on yeah. um Grozy Productions. Productions. And so that'll be coming out in like a week or two. Yeah. 
Um, so you get to see my beautiful face. We'll get to see Dee's beautiful face. And we are going to be talking about us. Um, the movie. Us, the movie, yeah. <laughs> Real brief thoughts, so though. The movie was dope as fuck. Um, Jordan Peele did it again. He's a genius. I think Get Out was better, but Us was still mad dope, though. You think Get Out was better? Get Out was better. I hate to admit it, but it kind of was. It was better, but it's not. That doesn't mean Us was bad though. Right, exactly. So it's like they're they're different movies, um, and they can coexist. But I do think that Get Out was better. But I think that I would like Us more if that was the first movie that he put out too. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Because because you're expecting it. Right. And so um, it, it was a good movie. Saw it in theaters. Um, saw it with a, a bunch of other people. Um, and I, I saw it twice. D saw it twice. I still want to see it twice so I can catch all of the little subtle hints that Mr. Peel dropped. Mm-hmm. But um, Mr. Peel. I'm, I'm really excited for his third movie to see if he can go three for three. You know, hit the three P, the trifecta. Um, but I have very high hopes for him. Um, I can't think of. I think in terms of like, I guess, horror, he's probably my second favorite dude right now not that i know many horror people but he's really dope um, who's your first favorite um ari aster well that's how you say his name he made hereditary oh which is scary as shit i thought you didn't like it it was no it was like that was a really good story oh. it was just scary as shit like that was scary to me to me us was not scary hereditary was scary as fuck mm-hmm. he's got a new movie called midsummer coming out Mm -hmm. which is like a horror movie but it takes place in like it has to do with like a cult and it takes place in like the middle of the fucking day in the summer and if you can make that shit scary (laughs) you're a master (laughs) but what i didn't know was that he also made um what's it called there's something strange about the johnsons oh okay i didn't know he made that i didn't know that either so now i just know he's a guy (laughs) just walking around with a really fucked up mind (laughs) But I'm really excited for what he does, too. Um, like I said, I don't know many director names, but I know his name. Because his shit is creepy. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of I'm kind of excited for a horror movie for once. Wow. I guess I, was, I, guess I can say I was excited for us, too. But like I didn't think that was a horror movie when I watched it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It but, definitely was But I know that Midsummer is going to be scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still might go see it because I think he's a good storyteller. And that's what I care about the most, the stories that you tell. So, I don't know. But, okay. So, here we go. On to the very first topic. Um, Okay, so do you think that... Do you think artists should date other artists? Yes. Why? Um, Because... I mean, I just think it's dope. Because then you have someone to, like... Um, bounce ideas off of I guess and Mm. just like combining well yeah even if you both do the same medium combining like two different mediums or the same medium to like make it even better is really cool yeah in my opinion (laughs) I don't know why I couldn't (laughs) think of that word (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think it's dope when artists they other artists because they um because, but I guess because you're you're dating somebody that understands you, mm-hmm. um, you're you're dating somebody that understands you on a personal level, but also on an 
artistic level um somebody that like they understand what you do the the kind of stress that goes into creative work mm-hmm. um because you know sometimes you get mad depressed about your work sometimes you get envious of other people's work sometimes you um sometimes you get you just get stuck in a slump where you're not motivated or whatever mm-hmm. or you feel like it's pointless block. yeah and so it's like having somebody that gets it so they can talk you through it right that's really really dope and it's like you know if i want to go to the new fucking art house film or like the new art exhibit or whatever it's like you're down to go and, right. and it's like you you really get it it's not like oh you know it's cool but i just don't really understand <laughs> it it's like you because i feel like if you date somebody that's not an artist there's a whole part of your personality mm-hmm. that they just don't understand um because i feel like and like even if it's not art if you like do two com- like completely different things i feel like it's just hard to understand each other in general like if someone that's like well, I guess it does work out, but like people who are like nurses or like in like or doctors versus, I don't know, dating an artist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like artists' approach to life is just a little bit different too, mm-hmm. um, than a traditional like. Because I feel like in, in college, what a lot of people don't kind of think about is the way that it's like, if you're a business major or something, you can kind of like go to class, you can meet people, make connections, and that's sort of like. I don't want to say that's all you need to do because I feel like that's kind of like dismissive of like what they do. Mm-hmm. But with with art, it's like you you have to go to these classes, you have to meet people, but you also have to like dedicate some time to like watching your medium or like you know observing your medium, getting better at what you do, practicing, mm-hmm. um, and, and stuff like in the same way that like an athlete, where it's like you know they can do all these practices and stuff, but they got to practice on their own time too and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes if you're an artist, it's like, you know, I want to go out, but, you know, I've got to I've got to edit. I've got to paint. I've got to draw. I've got to do this. I've got to do that mm-hmm. versus with like, you know, a more a STEM major. Your your path is a little bit more. That birth was crazy. Yes. <laughs> it's a little more clear cut, you know, and I feel like that's something that's really hard to get if you don't do art. Because if you don't do art, it just seems like, oh, you're always busy, you don't give a fuck. And it's like, no, I I do, but it's like, if I want to get good at what I do and stand out above the rest, it's like, I have to work. You have to put in the time. You do. Um, Because, like, for me, I don't know if I was born knowing how to draw. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I definitely worked my ass off. and I was Not worked my ass off, because, like, it's something I love to do, so it didn't even feel like work, but... I drew a lot when I was younger Mm -hmm. and that's when I saw like the biggest leaps in like my skill because I was drawing all the time like on my living room floor in my room in the kitchen whatever Mm -hmm. I was just drawing and so it's like I tell people all the time like with drawing it's not something that only select people can do obviously some people are born naturally better at it than others but you can draw every day for like you know a month and be drawing realistic portraits for like month two or something right yeah it depends on how much time you put in yeah like if you put in the work you can be really good at drawing it's just like the thing that i feel like you can't really teach is creativity mm-hmm. and that's what people are born with versus not but like i think just drawing or something anybody can do it mm-hmm. um just like just drawing just writing just filmmaking whatever I feel like if you learn the, the theories, it's like you can make 
something that is supposed to be stereotypically good <laughs> but the creativity is is what separates like the jordan peels from like the dude bro in, in your film 260 class or something <laughs> like that you know um but then dating artists can also be kind of tough though too how so i feel like sometimes um and, and this isn't all artists, but it's definitely some where I feel like a lot of artists get very caught up in aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, how do I look um, in, in terms of like, OK, I want to do this so that I look like I, I know about this. I want to do mean this like physically um, or like in their art, I guess physically. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they might not give a fuck about um I don't know, Art Nouveau or something. Mm-hmm. But they go to an Art Nouveau exhibit and they take pictures and shit and they get, like, a basic knowledge of it so they can act more, like, more cultured, like, they know what they're doing. Yeah. And, and I feel like a lot... And that's what... That's what I don't like about some artists. Um, and this is a lot of writers, too, they do this, is that they, they try to act like they know everything, mm-hmm. which is just, like... I feel like I'm a little bit more realistic for it if it's like, no, I've never read this author, like, tell me about him. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this artist. Tell me about him. But a lot of other people might be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've vaguely heard of them before. I remember. <laughs> and it's like, no, oh, the fuck you have it, my G. Back in uh, 2013, you know. <laughs> or it's like, oh, I went to... I went to the exhibit. In this <laughs> I love the facial expression. <laughs> I, I, went, I went. I went to the exhibit in 2013, and I actually met this. But it's like you don't know who this is. You don't care about this art. You just want to look like you care about mm-hmm. this art. But I feel like maybe that's a social media generation thing too, oh, though. Definitely. Because like everybody wants to look cooler mm-hmm. than they are, and that's what kills me too. Like everybody wants to look artistic. Mm-hmm. But nobody actually wants to, like, put in the time to actually do the art because they're like, oh, there's no money in art. Right. Well, stop trying to look like a fucking artist then <laughs> if you don't, you don't think there's money in this shit, you know? Like, I'm, I don't know. But then it's like, I'm not trying to be on some motherfucking gatekeeper shit either, but just, like, you know, respect us. That's, like, the same way I respect you and what you do. Respect us. Mm-hmm. That's all. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just bitter. <laughs> Maybe I'm just bitter because I'll make no money and live under a bridge in like three years. That's not true. <laughs> it might be true, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll be under the bridge, like casually starting fires to keep warm. <laughs> no. How is that I'll in make like money for your poems, like I'm, the guy in um, Before Sunset, which we've never seen yet. What is that? We've never seen one of my favorite movies, Before Sun. Before that, Sunrise. Is that the one with the three parts or whatever? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we gotta watch that. Um, I'm a retired poet, though, so I don't do poetry anymore. Yeah. That That's my claim, is that I am a retired poet. Maybe I'll come <laughs> back to it. I'm a retired poet and a retired slam poet. Uh, um, But, you know, it was a good run while it lasted. <laughs> From 20, 2015 to 2018. Mm-hmm. So a three-year run. But now it's time to hang it up. And now I just write and I draw and I do a little bit of music on the side, you know? Yeah. So I don't know how how is it in your film classes? Is is there that like pretentiousness too? Or like 
I don't think so. Mainly because a lot of us are like, what's the phrase? Why can I not think of words today? Um, I guess reality has set in for a lot of us because like it's our senior year now and we're literally all graduating because it's my capstone class. Yeah. And most of us like don't have like jobs or anything lined up so like we're like really we've been really humbled and i feel like a lot of the people who are usually pretentious are like oh shit (laughs) i don't know what i'm doing with my life after i graduate yeah because getting into hollywood isn't as easy as people make it seem Mm -hmm. and so yeah there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of pretentious people in my class right now but before <laughs> yo I just thought it like crazy y'all definitely heard that my life is over I can't even edit that out either because it's like you have to know that it happened oh my gosh I mean you could edit it out no I can't uh, I'm 100% that's authentic. hilarious you gotta know well oh no I don't even I should have coughed. <laughs> it probably would have made it louder. So, <laughs> but yeah, before before my capsule in class, a lot of people were pretentious yeah. and shit. But this class that I'm taking now, we're all in the same position of fuck. Is it ever like? Because I know I, I feel this sometimes, but, like, do you ever get scared to see um, other artists or other filmmakers or whatever, like, sort of, like, getting big off of, like, Instagram or Tumblr or Twitter or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and and it's scary because it's, like, it's, it's so easy to get in, but it's also, like, so hard. Yeah, it's literally all about who you know. Yeah. Which sucks as an introvert because I fucking hate talking, well... Yeah, I hate talking to people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, networking and shit is not the easiest thing for me, which sucks because it's literally all you have to do to get in the film industry is yeah. network and talk to people. And, yeah. It's That's cool. how the writing and art industries are, too. It's like yeah. you, you have to really do who you know, and I also am an introvert. Um, I don't know if I'm, like, the, the traditional introvert, but I definitely... You're a cusp. Uh, maybe I don't know I just um, because I do love talking to people I do love networking I do love meeting new people but so like when I was in Portland I was talking to everybody meeting all these cool new people but then like by the end of day three I was like yo my energy is at an all time low right right now now. that happens to me a lot it's like so it's like say I had my social battery and maybe I had two backup batteries too Mm -hmm. and I exhausted everything (laughs) and so by day three I was like yo I fuck with all of you but like I don't have it today I I don't got it like from talking and running booths to partying it was just like this is Mm -hmm. I'm in overload right now Mm -hmm. but um but I, I think that's nice though to be able to network but I'm also so bad at like keeping consistent communication yes that too because i'm a person where it's like i feel like i don't need to talk to people every day to like mm-hmm. have this connection mm-hmm. but other people are not like that exactly and so it's like Which i don't understand why that's a thing yeah like i shouldn't have to talk to you 24 7 for you to understand that like 
Why do you want to talk to me all the time? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do I have, I have other to... things to do? First of all, second of all, I'm not that interesting. D is very interesting, but um, <laughs> that's debatable. I don't think I'm that interesting, but I also don't think other people are that interesting. <laughs> like, do you know how conceited you have to be to think that I want to talk to you twenty four seven? Like. A lot of people will get mad at me because I don't talk to them like, or like I'll, I'll go you know a couple weeks without talking to them or whatever, mm-hmm. and um and I'm like I guess this is like a one sided friendship or whatever, <laughs> and I'm just like okay I need you to understand that my life is literally just as intricate and complex and complicated mm-hmm. as your life, and everybody else's life around you is like that. Mm-hmm. And so when you get mad at me for not talking to you for two weeks, maybe there's a reason because I obviously fuck with you. But, you know, it's it's just like I'm going through some shit, you know, Mm -hmm. and when you go through some shit, I don't give you shit for it. Like, I hate. And there's like also people that are like, I don't know, they like try their best to like communicate with everyone in their lives and they try to like keep up with everyone mm-hmm. because like they're lonely and like yeah they're missing something and then when you don't respond to them that makes them feel bad and I'm like mm-hmm. you have to understand <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I like about my about like all of my best friends mm-hmm. um one of my one of my best friends Isaiah I spoke to him for the first time like a couple of days ago and it may be like a month since I like hit him up or whatever, mm-hmm. but that's still my bro. That's yeah. still my, like, we've known each other since we were in like fourth grade. Right. That's my nigga. I'll go to hell and back for him. My other best friend, Jair. Um, I just FaceTimed him earlier. I don't think I talked to him in like three weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Known that nigga since third grade. And and it's just fine. It's it's like right. we never it's even like miss like, a beat. Right. It's like when you start talking, it's like you never even like no time has passed at all. Yeah. It's like perfectly fine. But yeah. especially because it's like we've known each other for um like since third grade. I was I think I was like nine or ten in third grade or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I more than ten years. Yeah, and so it's like what the fuck do we have to talk about? <laughs> right. Like like what do we have to talk about that we haven't talked about before? Right. Especially because we, we live in, in different places and we're surrounded by different people. But at the end of the day, if you link us back up, mm-hmm. that's still my boy. I would still ride and die for him. Okay. I would still ride and die for all my friends. Literally. And, and so it's like, even if I haven't seen you in a while, if I consider you my friend, I still got love for you. I can still talk to you like, like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I still want to catch up. I still want to joke around, whatever. And, and so it's like, um, but I get that not everybody else is like that. But mm-hmm. I, I, my thing is like, how much attention do you need? Right. Like re- realistically, um, how much attention do you need? We dealt with the door closing. <laughs> you can hear that. that I don't give a like shook the door too. It did. It shook the door. <laughs> yeah. um, what was I gonna say? But yeah, me and like a lot of my um, shout out to all my Unity friends. Um, what is unity? So like it was like our church group with like all the teenagers and like there. Was you were in a church youth group. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wait, hold on. <laughs> Can we unpack this? What do you mean? I don't know. I mean, we weren't really religious. It was more like a spiritual. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Second time in a row. 
but it was more like a spiritual group than a religious group because okay. we were all like we all believed in different things but we were all was that here or was that or, and when I say here I mean Michigan State or was that like in high school or something it was in like high school I started going <laughs> I started going in middle school yeah and then all the way through high school because they have like different grades mm-hmm. and different classrooms and shit but like yeah literally every person that I've met in my church I have like such a strong bond with them and it sucks because like now now that I've like <laughs> four times in a row my guy it must be like unpacking a car or something oh, grocery fuck. shopping do or you something. hear this nigga like run down running the down the stairs <laughs> holy shit but yeah it sucks because like now that I've, I'm at Michigan State and like none of them went to Michigan State um I always say like oh no I don't have any friends and blah 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 mm-hmm. but then like I remember them I'm like yeah I do have friends but like it's just not a, on a consistent yeah. speaking basis so I sometimes forget that I actually do have people that I can like talk to and connect to and I'm the same way. Like I have people. Um, a lot of my my really really good friends I met in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, at least a lot of the girls that I know that I'm really cool with them I met in middle school, and so we all have a big group chat with some more of my best friends, some more of my best guy friends, and we we all talk a lot. We all link up um, like during breaks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's like you know we met back in middle school, and we pretty much all went to different high schools. And so it's like, for me, it's like, if I was close to you at one point in my life, I'm always going to be close with you. Um, A lot of people um, talk like, oh, you know, I'm like, how come you and your like best friends don't really fight? But it's like, what do we really have to fight about? (laughs) Um, You know, you've known each other for a a long time. We've been through so much. And even then we didn't we didn't fight because we like we we, we have genuine love for each other. And it's like. They're like my friends, but they're also my brothers and sisters. And so it's like, um, I love y'all. And so like, if you're fucking up, I'm gonna let you know. Mm-hmm. If I'm fucking up, please let me know. If I'm lacking in one area, you're lacking. Like I'm gonna let you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like we never take anything personal. We don't do do each other dirty or anything like that. And I feel like when you do have a lot of arguments with your best friends and things like that, that is a potential sign that like you know, not that you're not best friends, but it's just that like the the respect isn't always there, like mm-hmm. this or that's not there, whatever. But <laughs> that's five. <laughs> um, but yes, and so it's like I don't know. I'm like, what the fuck are we fighting about? Right. Like you, um, because a lot of people will be like, like me and my, like me and a lot of my best friends talk every day, and they're like, how you guys don't talk every day? Like how I can't go a day without talking to my best friend, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like that nigga's fine. <laughs> right. I'm like if if he needs something, he knows he can hit me up, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Um, if I if I'm going through some shit, he's the first nigga I'm hitting up mm-hmm. because I trust him with my life, and so um, it's just, it's just like whatever you know. <laughs> I feel like that's how friendship should be. I feel like if it's a real friendship, mm-hmm. you don't need to talk every day. Yeah. Um, if the if the communication has to be consistent. It's I don't know. <laughs> we're we're on some uh what do they say? Um in wedding it's unconditional. Oh. It's unconditional. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. What else? There was something else that I really really wanted to talk about. 
Um, I don't know what it is, but I do know that we just finished the Terrace House opening new doors <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Terrace House Literally is Literally right after the last podcast. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Terrace House right. is a Japanese reality show, very mundane. Um, I love it so much. It's so good, though. It's so good. It's on Netflix. Check out Opening New Doors. We're probably about to start a new season mm-hmm. because we both are fiending for it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just very excited for the new season, obviously. Obviously, but um, I just want to mention that because you know, <laughs> I, I love Terrace House. I just wanted to mention it. Um, there, there's one thing that we didn't mention, though. Um... In the time we had not recorded, Nipsey Hussle died. Yes. Um, R.I.P. to Nipsey Hussle. Incredible rapper. Great community community advocate and things like that. Um, but that's not what I want to talk about, Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about all the conspiracy theories. <laughs> that came, Why do you want to talk about that? <laughs> that came out of the fucking woodwork. Yo, open up your third eye, King. <laughs> You know, Nipsey Hussle's working on a Dr. Sebi documentary, and they killed him. Come on, son. Come Left on, Eye God. Mac- Michael Jackson, they were all on a plane together. And I'm just like... And I'm just like, first of all, um, you know... It's I, just a lot going on. I'm not a nigga that believes in pseudoscience. I'm really not. Really? I, I don't even believe in astrology. And so, when, and so when a nigga comes up to me and tells me, bro, bro, Nipsey was studying... A doctor that could cure HIV by eating smoothies and shit. Okay, that's <laughs> and that's not what he. That's basically what he believes, though. That's not, but okay. And it's like okay, the government wanted to kill a nigga that, like I, I don't know. And, and to me, it's just like, to me, whenever somebody's like, oh yeah, yeah, y'all gotta follow the teachings of Doctor Sebi, y'all sound like the black version of like anti-vaxxers to me. <laughs> and so I'm just like, yeah. I'm <laughs> you know I I I looked into it because I was genuinely curious because mm-hmm. like I also I heard of Dr. Sebi like a while ago but I didn't like contain that information so he's big in the hotel community clearly he's yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> but like I just I don't know I started reading about him and like it doesn't seem like okay I'm not a hotep <laughs> let, okay. me just, let me just get that out of the way but like if you like actually read the stuff that he was doing not all of it seems mm-hmm. like far out there like, I mean some of it makes sense I mean obviously to me things like okay yes if you if you live like a plant based diet mm-hmm. or, or things like that um, obviously you're gonna have certain benefits just like if you're if you're vegan or vegetarian or something mm-hmm. but it's the same I'm, thing as plant based but okay and, <laughs> Like, anyway, look, my, my issue is, like, when dude doesn't start believing in, um, like, the germ theory and how he believes all these bad things are caused by, like, mm. mucus in your system, mm-hmm. and so you want to cut down the mucus, in, then, then I'm just like, shut the fuck up, man. You, you can't cure HIV with a certain diet. You can't cure herpes with a certain diet. But how do you know that? These are hotel, y'all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just challenging your thinking right now. Okay. Because, like, I don't believe it either. But, like, how do we know unless... I mean, I, I think that um, with things like HIV and AIDS, where it is, like, in what's called an autoimmune deficiency disorder mm-hmm. um, or immunodeficiency disorder, whatever, 
Um, I, I don't think you have the time to be fucking around drinking smoothies and shit. <laughs> just, just, just because your, your immune system is so weakened. And so it's like the, the things that could kill you might not kill the traditional person. And so I, I don't think that it's right to do that. And I also don't think it's right to give um, people with HIV and AIDS the, this false hope and this pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think their life is worth more than that. And so don't, don't, don't fucking play with their lives, man. You know, if it's not confirmed, if it's not for sure, don't, don't right. write it off as a cure. Yeah. And, um, and then I think also, okay, if you're so sure that Dr. Sebi's diet can cure HIV, get HIV. Oh my god. And drink the smoothies. <laughs> if you're that confident in this nigga. Did someone actually do we know for sure that it's smoothie and smoothies <laughs> that he's saying is cute? Because you keep saying that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being an asshole. I'm smoothies play. You're terrible. But I mean if, if dude's like, yo, if I go up to Dr. Sebi and I'm like, bro, okay, I've got HIV. Please tell me what I can do. And this nigga tells me, eat a carrot. <laughs> I'm smacking the shit out of him. <laughs> but I mean, it's just stuff like, like, if you're that confident, get one of these allegedly incurable diseases mm-hmm. and then cure it through Dr. Sebi, Sebi shit. If you do that, I will shut the fuck up. I sure will. Maybe he was on the verge of something, and then he died. So we'll never know. I mean, I, I do. Maybe agree. like he didn't find the cure, but he could have been on his way. I, I I just think that so many of his of his things have been discredited, mm-hmm. and um, that that is just like I don't know. Um, I, I try not to be a blind believer in science and shit, but it's like there's some shit to me that is like very clearly bullshit, and. His shit's one of them. Yeah. D is balancing oh, alcohol cans dude. on her knees for some reason. I don't drink reason. alcohol. This is soda pop. <laughs> Sorry. Are okay. we Are we in fucking... I don't even know where. I don't know where either. Who says soda? Any, like the, the 1980s? No, I'm pretty sure there's a state. Boy, I think it's like the South. Boy, I sure love me a nice cold, cold can of soda, soda pop. pop. No. But I'm on two pops. Sorry. Like like Blueface when he says he's grinding uh <laughs> or the girl's grinding on two cocks or something like that. Stop, Daryl, that's a bad word. Another thing, um Nipsey Hustle was a crip. And so if you think that I didn't crip walk one out for him for his passing, you're wrong. I did. Did you really? No. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know. Girl, you're not a crip. Please sit down somewhere. I'm not a crip, but I do enjoy crip walking. I think it's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. My crip walk is getting better. Just so you all know. And speaking of the opposite of crip walking... Then that old town road, old town road <laughs> remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. Shout out to Billy Ray. I never thought he would be that nigga went an hard. Ally, but here we are. This man said, "Fuck what y'all think." 
Fuck what y'all talking about. Country. Country. And this shit slaps. He made tweets about it too. He was like, is country not this, 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 Mm -hmm. and this? And is this song not this, this, and this? I mean. It's fucking exactly. Billboard tried to stop my nigga Lil Nas X by saying, yo, this is not country. We're taking this shit off of our Billboard charts or whatever. And um and, and Billy Ray Cyrus was like, boy, y'all better hold my motherfucking <laughs> guitar. Because I'm, I'm hopping on this shit. So amazing. And cuz went hard, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I, I like black people in country. I like black people in places where we are not expected to be. Yeah. Um, I don't like country music, but you throw some black people in that shit and I'm with it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you throw on some Uncle Cracker, you know, give me the beat, boy. Free <laughs> my, my soul. soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll <laughs> and drift away. <laughs> that song is hard. He's playing admire when I worked there. Shout out Uncle Cracker making those, <laughs> making those fucking two to ten shifts like bearable. <laughs> Among other songs on the Myers CD playlist, or whatever. Oh um, there was another song by the Samples called "Way to the World" that I really fucked with too. I look forward to hearing that every time. Um, I used to hate working in retail because the CDs just played the same songs over and over every fucking day. And they were always like the most safe songs that you could possibly hear too. Like you will never hear like. Um, uh fuck like a like a drake song and even drake is you don't hear like a kodak black song or something <laughs> like not that i want to hear kodak black when i'm like oh God. on the register can we talk about him did you hear what he said today yes talking about what uh, the fuck who the fuck says that okay we have, even wait hold on, hold on. okay we, we sorry have, we, i was we, pissed about that we have to say what he said okay yeah <laughs> so that the people understand <laughs> the what people he's talking know. about so basically, okay, I'll I'll start off with this. Basically, Kodak whack ass black. <laughs> That's what Shout we're out to the rhyme. Kodak whack ass black. That's an internal rhyme. Yes. That's dope. Yeah, you know I'd be writing and shit. Just no, kidding. It's like writing. A D goes wrote my whole album. Don't sleep. <laughs> Don't fucking sleep. Anyways, so um, Lauren London, right? Yeah, Lauren. Yeah. London. So, um, you know, she was married to Nipsey Hussle. R.I.P. And now he is no longer with us. So, she is without a husband. She is a widow right now. And this man said, I'll give her... Not even this man, this boy. This boy. No, not even a boy. This creature. This. I don't even, he's so fucking ugly. Kodak is ugly. Oh my god, I really don't like him. I can't he's, even lie though. I kind of fuck with the way he talks. No. <laughs> he talks like every dude from Florida, and it's mad funny. No, 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 no. He squeak like that. squeak. Come on. Let me drive a boat. Let me drive a boat. No, we can't. Anyways, he said, Lauren London is a widow now. I'll give her about a year. And then he's going to shoot his shot. He's going to shoot his shot. And my first thought was, nigga, there is a time and a place. (laughs) That and also he's fucking up. Like, why do you think you even have a chance with it? I mean, Nipsey Hussle wasn't that cute either. I think he was. I think Nipsey Hussle had a lot of a lot of swag to him um, (sighs) that that Kodak does not have. Yeah, that 
I, I just don't like his face. But anyways, I, I but I, that's but not what we're talking about. I think when you do a lot of work for the community and you, you know, I didn't think that makes you cute. <laughs> but okay, he was also light skinned so he has that going for him. Mm. Um, is that colorism? We're not gonna talk about that <laughs> because light skinned people. They're automatically seen as cute because they're light skinned. Yeah, we sure are. Any- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I am very clearly dark skinned. Had the audacity to say that, and like that is just so disrespectful. That was definitely like a nigga chill kind of moment. Yeah. Um, because he, I mean, has his funeral even happened yet? I don't even think so has has the has the body even dried out yet has he even been through rigor mortis and you're talking about <laughs> and you're talking about i give her a month he i said a year. i mean i mean i give it a year i'm gonna shoot my Go shot through all her grieving shit and then i'm gonna shoot, grieving shit. And I'm gonna shoot my shot you know what i'm saying like first I, of all a year isn't, isn't even enough to grieve over a loss of someone I think it's just disrespectful because it's like her husband died. Mm-hmm. This man isn't, as far as I know, this man is not even in the ground yet. Right. Not even in the ground yet. And you're talking about, yo, I'm about to try to make a move on dude's wife already? Get the fuck out of here. I've never heard more disrespectful shit. Like, I don't even know if dude even said R.I.P. Nipsey Hustle. I don't even think he did. And you're talking about, yo, I'm trying to fuck on his wife. No way, no fucking way. It's fucking terrible. Like like when Jay Z on the Drake track when he was like, "Y'all kill X, let Zimmerman live. Streets is done." Y'all killed y'all killed Nipsey and let Kodak rapist ass sexual harasser ass black live. Streets is done. It's done. Mm. I mean, cause, cause then he a couple weeks ago he was just talking about Young Ma saying, yeah. um, I don't remember what he said. He was like, you know, she still got a. Uh, a vagina, whatever. Oh, uh, still smash, like whatever. Who wouldn't want? Who wouldn't want ha- to have? Like I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah, just like mad and entitled. Um, and, and and on top of all of that, he is facing rape charges. Mm-hmm. So he is sexually harassing women over Instagram Live while facing rape charges. Mm-hmm. Get the f- you can't be this dumb. I know. You cannot be it's this dumb. Really- at this point, he's just fishing for attention, I think. And people talking about it, I just feel like, just, like, hypes him up even more. Because he's like, oh, damn, I said this shit, and people are going crazy. Let me say some more dumb shit. Cloud is a wild and let drug. let me get my name right, exactly. It's a wild drug. And, and, I, and I think in, in an era where we are all about headlines and cloud and shit like mm-hmm. that, any any publicity is publicity. Right. And so I, I think the more outlandish shit you say that, I mean, look at 6ix9ine, who, who mm-hmm. most of his career was driven off of saying outlandish shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of these rappers now are, are more driven by what they do. Ugh, as opposed to what <laughs> I they said. that one in your chest. That wasn't my chest. <laughs> I said it with my chest. I was like, ooh. And, and it's really and that's what I hate because none of it is about the music anymore mm-hmm. if it was purely about music I wouldn't give a fuck about Kodak Black but it's his antics that keep him in the conversation mm-hmm. and the fact that you don't think this is fucked up that uh, uh, a black woman's husband died due to um, 
due gun to violence. due to gun violence when he was only trying to do good and uplift the community. I think that is fucked up. Um and I and, and I think it's hard too because um with with Nipsey Hustle there was the idea um not the idea um the, the the talking point that Nipsey was or that he made homophobic comments yeah I heard that too within the past year I want to say mm-hmm. um but and this is where I'm conflicted mm-hmm. because I, I do feel like yes nobody's perfect and I do feel like Nipsey did a lot for his community but I do feel like yes we do have to address the fact that he was homophobic mm-hmm. but at the same time um and this was to me like when XXX Tentacion died. Um, I think he was an abuser. I, I think he was an, a, a less than good person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not. I'm not going out of my way necessarily to say fuck X. I'm just not gonna speak on it. Right. That, that's really just what it is. I'm just not gonna speak on it. And, and I feel like um, with Nipsey Hustle, I feel like. Maybe it should have been the same. And it's hard to tell people how to react to a certain situation. But it's like a lot of people feel like they have to say something. Right. And they don't. I, I feel like sometimes your silence speaks just as much as your words. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like you don't really have to say fuck Dipsy also. I feel like you can just not talk. You can just not talk about it. You can just not acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, if somebody asks you your opinion, you can be like, yeah, you know, he was a little bit homophobic, so I'm not really fucking with him. But I don't feel like you have to go out of your way to, like, slander somebody. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the support he gets is from the black community. Yeah. And, you know, the black community isn't really fucking with, you know, the LGBTQ group yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of the praise he gets and like ignoring the whole um, homophobia thing comes Mm -hmm. from that so and and it's hard too though because he did do a lot of good and so it's like I can't ignore dude just doing a lot of good and Mm -hmm. it's like I can acknowledge the fact that Nipsey Hussle was homophobic Mm -hmm. without um you know, and it's like, yo, I, I do I do condemn you for doing this part. But there are also a lot of other parts of, of your actions and your personality that I feel like do need to be replicated. Oh, yeah. But and so I feel like if I talk about Nipsey Hustle, it's like, OK, do this, do this, do this the way that he did. Mm-hmm. But leave all the homophobic shit at the door. Because right. I think that's where he was tripping. And I think when people don't acknowledge that. I think that's when it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But if people are openly acknowledging, hey, dude was homophobic, but he, he also, also a did a lot of good things yeah. for the community. It's like, we can have both, but you just have to acknowledge both. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. I and agree. I think Cuz was tripping on Dr. Sebi shit, too. <laughs> but, you know, not everybody believes that. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, Nipsey happened. Jussie happened. Oh yeah, all that si- whole thing happened. All sixteen charges dropped. We haven't even heard a word about that, have we? That nigga did it. <laughs> you think so? I didn't. And it's hard. Why would he get the charges dropped if he did it though? For a long time, I didn't think he did it. Um, I, I think he has friends in really high places. I don't think so. I think they were trying to frame him. I don't think. I don't. I don't see why they would try to frame him. And. Whether he to make did a mockery of black LGBTQ like people, I don't think 
I don't think okay. So so when the story initially came out, I believe Jesse because I don't believe that anybody would make up a hate crime. Mm-hmm. But um, the more that the more shit that comes out, the more shit that doesn't really make sense. I'm like, okay, maybe he, maybe all of this shit was fake. Um, but either way, it's just sort of like, okay. Um, I I think the fact that all 16 charges were dropped is what makes me very suspicious of it. It wasn't a, it wasn't like all 16. Really? Because I don't know. I'm the opposite. The fact that all 16 charges were dropped makes it seem like he didn't do it. <laughs> See, to, to me, all 16, because to me, um, the police department is going to get theirs regardless, unless some external force is like, yo, let this shit go. I guess that does make sense. And so that's why I'm like, and even if he didn't do it, I feel like there is something more to this story. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with this story, there's going to be more coming out as time goes on. Really? And so I feel I like don't we think there is. I don't think we'll get through. It's been a couple weeks and we haven't heard literally anything. I think they with were this like, one we'll be back on Empire next week. <laughs> we were like, what? I think with this one we won't get the full story until or the truth until maybe like 20, 30 years from now when mm-hmm. like Jesse is very far removed from mm-hmm. it. Um but I, I'm very interested in knowing what the truth is. Yeah. Me um too. because obviously I don't want you to be lying about this because I feel like if you are lying about this, there are so many implications for the black LGBTQIA community that um and everybody's gonna point to Justin and be like, Well, if that nigger lied, then why can't this one? And and so I, I yeah. feel like um I don't want him to lie, he didn't have to lie. Right. Um that's like the biggest thing like if, if he did do it like he, people go through that shit every day you don't have to like Honest make to it God. up I'm like, I'm like Jussie I can think of eight di- off the top of my right, head exactly. I can think of eight that different neighborhoods every you can go to and get attacked for being gay I, I, I got eight neighborhoods <laughs> off top go there here, 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 here. You can just stand there. And niggas will right. come, like a fucking Pokemon battle come up to you in the um in the tall grass and, and just do some wild shit to you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fake this shit. Um and, which is why I, I didn't want to believe that this was fake. Um and you know, I'm still very skeptical because obviously Chicago PD is fucked. Obviously, police are fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I feel like it's bullshit going on on both sides in this right. situation. Um, but like I said, I don't think we'll know until mad later. Mm. Um, and so I really want to know because I'm curious now. Well, what is what is the truth? Um, I want him to write a book like OJ, like, if I did it. <laughs> <laughs> if I was really attacked. Oh my God. That'd be dope. But I mean, I, I feel like now he's kind of going to become like... Not a laughing stock, but just like this, this cultural icon of like you know, maybe like a rap lyric or somewhere niggas are like, <laughs> nigga niggas say I, I did it, but I didn't, Jussie or, or, or some shit. I don't even yeah. know if that made sense. Something like that. <laughs> but, um, just like shit like that. Um, once the first rap punchline comes out about you, um, you are officially a joke about me. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I'm very interested to see um, anything that unfolds with this and what Empire does with him and all that other shit. Because mm-hmm. 
he was on the come up. I think he he was yeah. obviously at Empire. He was in that new Aliens movie that not new, but like came out like a year or two ago mm-hmm. um, and shit like that. And so he was getting other outside roles, and he was one of the main faces of like the LGBTQI community and the Black community specifically right. on like mainstream TV. And so it's like he was a big figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I don't even know if people even give him a chance anymore, whether he's lying or not. And so it's like, not until the truth comes out at least. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if it'll ever come out. I don't think so either. Yeah, they like pack that shit up. They <laughs> left it in a box way in the back of the filing cabinet. I think I'll say it like when he's on his deathbed, like on some Quincy mm, Jones right. shit. <laughs> like the Beatles were some not playing ass <laughs> niggas. Like Jesse would be like. I wasn't even going to fucking Subway or some shop. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not very interested to see what what comes in the future. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Shout out to Jesse, though. If you did it, fuck you. If you faked it, fuck you. If you didn't, I'm riding for you, my <laughs> So, um, you know, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. And so... It's crazy because I didn't even start. Um, I didn't even start seeing what time you recorded us. So I really don't know how long it's been. Um, oh, damn. I'm a, oh, I sent off a quick text before we started. That's true, you did. So that's how I can tell. Let's see. I sent the text off at um, 11.35. So we've been going for like an hour and five right now. Okay. Um... So we can wrap it up with a very last topic. What are we thinking? What are you fuck with right now, D? In in terms of topics. Um I don't know what else has happened. In the media. You've got no updates on Daniel Caesar and <laughs> as far as I know you've got no updates on Daniel Caesar. I've been trying not to listen to him. <laughs> I danced to one of his songs at the museum, but Ah, uh, you're a coon. <laughs> but it was such a great day. Like Someone recorded me doing that, and it was it turned out so beautiful, and I'm actually really happy about it. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it was just one song, so I feel like it's okay. Okay, it's okay. Any other song that comes on by him, I skip. So, I feel like I'm doing as a dedicated fan to Daniel Caesar. That's that really is true. Because I true. fucking love that man. Because when you it's like if you listen to R. Kelly or something instead. <gasps> I know what we can talk about. Sorry. What go crazy. Ah. Go see it. Ah. <laughs> um, the picture of Beyonce's children that were leaked. What? Did you see that? You didn't see that? No. <gasps> Someone took, I don't know whose house it was in. I don't know if it was in Beyonce's house. Was or, that today? No, it was like during this week. Um, so someone took a picture of a picture of Blue Ivy and the twins mm-hmm. and posted it on social media. Damn. And you can tell that it was, like, not approved. Like, not, like, taken by Beyonce or mm. anything. Because, like, it didn't show up on her social media. And, like, you could see the glare of, like, the lights in the room. Hold on, I'm trying to, find, trying to find the picture. I'm also trying to find the picture. But that shit. Well, so what was, was it? Oh, I see it. Yeah. She has three kids? Yeah, remember so she, she had, had the twins, this one. So yeah, she has Blue Ivy, she has, I think his name is Rumi. 
Yes. Uh, no, Sir Carter and yeah, Rumi and Sir Carter. Okay. Um, and what was the outrage about this? Because Beyonce didn't post it. Like you can tell. Oh, that like, somebody else took yeah, it. Yeah, and like leaked it. That's fucked. So they're about to get their ass whooped. I mean, <laughs> I feel like you have to be a new type of dumbass to leak a child. <laughs> To leak a picture of Jay-Z, who's worth half a million dollars. I mean, half a billion dollars. And Beyonce's child, who's worth half a billion dollars. Especially since she keeps her life so private. So like, private. She only shows us mm. what we want to see. <laughs> like, And she obviously, like after what happened with Blue Ivy and like, everyone People like happy headed and yeah. shit. Uh. So like, I guess she didn't want the same thing to happen for mm. Sir and Rumi. I mean, I think I think it's Sir, his first name. I think so. <laughs> what a privilege! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's mad disrespectful. Um, to to and I think it's a betrayal of trust. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Personally, I'm gonna fuck about Beyonce's kids. <laughs> well, yeah. As as bad as that sounds, I don't. I don't really give a fuck about her kids. I do care about her privacy being leaked. Yeah. Um, because I feel like that's not right. See, my thing is, if you were just leaking it for the fuck of it, mm. fuck you. Yeah. If you were leaking it to get money, that's... <laughs> I feel you. Kind of different. I do the same thing. <laughs> like, if you sold it to TMZ and then la- they linked it. You're probably getting at least, like... Man, that's probably worth a lot of money. You're probably getting at least 150 bands. nobody's seen those twins. 150 Nobody. bands at least <laughs> for that. Man, like I'd leak the sh- I'd leak the shit I would out of that. Do that shit and then move out the fucking country <laughs> with the money that I have exactly. to do that shit. But Jay Z's probably sending shooters because he he was Marcy probably. he was Marcy Projects. <laughs> Jay Z still has good connections probably. I bet. <laughs> but well, yeah, no, that was just wild. I mean that is that is crazy. Um, I, I feel like it's wild that we. I think it's wild that that picture is worth so much because so many people feel this disentitled to Beyonce and Jay-Z like so many people right. look up to Beyonce like she's a goddess and like Jay-Z she's a regular <laughs> ass person though okay yeah she is but she's so talented she's mad talented but I feel like worth um, so much <laughs> my thing is like I would never want to meet Beyonce I never want to meet Jay-Z never meet your heroes of course exactly <laughs> and, and I feel like once you once you hold um a standard like like when Frank said on um, Future Free, sometimes I feel like I'm a god, but I'm not a god. You know, mm-hmm. they pay me, mama. I should be paying them. I should be paying them, mama. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that backwards, but it, it's just this idea. Once once you elevate somebody to this position of like, of, of a god, of a goddess, it's like um, they are only human, and not only does that. I feel like that puts a lot of unfair pressure mm-hmm. on them, um, and, and they have this standard to uphold. And so I don't like that. Um, I don't know. I I also think Jay Z and Beyonce's life is fake. So <laughs> I don't. Be- That's a whole nother conversation. I don't believe any of this elevator <laughs> drama. I don't believe Lemonade. I don't believe Four Four Four. Oh my God! Please stop! You're breaking my heart. They have all this money. You're breaking. You're they can- breaking. Stop. We're gonna. Okay, and that's the end of episode four. They have all Thanks this money. Listening. They can cultivate a fake life. Don't open that door. <laughs> I'm talking my shit. Conspiracy, Daryl. You know what? <laughs> No, fuck that. No, Jay Z didn't cheat on Beyonce. Beyonce didn't he cheat on Jay Z. He probably fucking did. But Beyonce probably cheated on Jay Z too. That's what niggas 
this I feel like Hollywood people fuck each other. They just fuck each That's other. Sure, I think that too. And like, so, how could you not? They're all fucking beautiful. <laughs> but anyway. And so no, um, I think all this is fake and is generated to sell albums in the social media era because that's what happens. I'm talking my shit. I'm putting my hotep on. I'm putting my <laughs> conspiracy theory hat on. I don't give a fuck. This shit is fake. Y'all are falling for it. Daryl. Jay-Z and Beyonce. I hope ha- you know. You sound so, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since you want to get to the mic, I want you to know. Okay, open your ears for me real quick. <laughs> Everyone. Open your ears. Jay-Z and Beyonce have a very happy, functional relationship. They're playing on the dysfunctional angle because they know that's what all of you dysfunctional-ass people (laughs) in your dysfunctional-ass relationships can relate to. They know that they love the drama. And who... You're breaking my heart. And who has enough money... I can't listen to this right now. And who has enough money to create an elaborate world, an elaborate universe that only they are aware of is not fake? Jay-Z and Beyonce. Because what kind of money is needed needed to create a fake elaborate universe a billion dollars wow, between the you two you sound like that's a mad hotep right that's now all I'm saying. that's all i'm saying y'all got me mad close to the to the mic y'all got me tight as fuck can we end this so i can cry that's all peace. i'm saying the salon shit never happened because you know why if they didn't want that footage to get out it wouldn't have got out why because jay-z and beyonce are worth a billion dollars together okay i understand that i'm blowing these entire world right now (laughs) i'm so sad you guys because i'm because i'm right right can we end this episode (laughs) i'm really gonna cry (laughs) okay um so in other words in other news what are you what are you fucking with right now in terms of like tv shows music whatever what are you fucking with there's this new show on netflix i mean not netflix on hulu yeah called the act yeah it is fucking amazing joey king is an amazing actor Mm -hmm. actress sorry um and it's just really good it's just really creepy she plays the role perfectly i don't know who plays the mom Didi, but she also plays the role perfectly and i am very intrigued in the series Hmm. so also no name's new song dropped i haven't heard it yet is it i haven't either but i just want to shout her out because independent artists facts she was she says she never wants to be signed to a label and i respect that respect the fuck out of that the industry fucks so many people i'm glad she's above that yeah what have i been fucking with um i've been fucking with the new american football album american football lp3 and just got it on vinyl um that's mad dope obviously i've been fucking with everything i've lost because i made i made it mm-hmm. so i have to be fucking with that i'm fucking with this warm weather man. warm weather it, it was 68 degrees or something oh. today that's mad dope and w- i'm off of work tomorrow so i can really enjoy the day yes. um this new shit um that i'm fucking with it's <laughs> called oberon beer i guess it's what oberon ale i guess it's what michigan is famous for um, it's a, a kind of beer only made in Michigan or some shit. I don't know. I'm not white. No, but I not bang that like that, but okay. It's okay. For beer, it's pretty good. Yeah. Because um, I'm not a beer drinker, and I that's tolerable. And Devil May Cry. Just copped the Devil May Cry 5. Just copped it. That game is fire. Fire. <laughs> and um, D's performance today, 
fire. Aww. Phenomenal. The whole time I was watching, I was thinking, fire. 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 My heart. Shit was hard. And so, um, that's really what I'm fucking with. Obviously, Michigan State lost it. I'm not fucking with that. But no, not at all. On the bright side, graduation is coming. I'm fucking with that. So, um. It stresses me out. Word of the day, real quick. What you got? Word of the day? Yeah. Bittersweet. Siri, define bittersweet. As an adjective, it means a food, drink, or flavor. <laughs> sweet with a bitter aftertaste. <laughs> That's not what we want. That's not what we meant, but fuck it. See, you're okay. Um, um, my word of the of the week or the day or whatever is cathartic. Siri, define cathartic. As an adjective, it means providing psychological relief through the open expression of strong emotions, causing catharsis. Dope. Cool. And that's really it. So this has been episode four. I'm Daryl. I'm D. Catch us fucking later. We love y'all. I got a piece, so we'll see y'all fucking <laughs> He's later. He's literally rocking back and forth. <laughs> Bye, guys. Adios.